Happy Thanksgiving, guys. Happy Thanksgiving. Because the wake, wake of the, the dark, dark is. Or the the <laughs> the verkies. What's a what's a vegan turkey? A tofurkey. Like a tofurkey. A tofurkey. The tofurkeys on the turkey. Trash. Yeah. I yeah. I'm trash. sorry, but if you're trash. a vegan, just just eat whatever. Uh, well, now that I think about it, I don't think any of the side dishes well, served in my family are vegan. Them, oh, definitely not served in my family. Uh, you could make them vegan, and I would say like my sister-in-law is vegan. And I'm not sure that she would be eat tofurkey. Like she likes tofu, but the concept of tofurkey, I would venture to say would sound gross to her do you think she just eats a lot of sides like what does she eat on thanksgiving last year or two years ago i don't remember which year it was that we spent thanksgiving with my husband's family most recently and she was vegan she ate sides yeah and it was fine actually she did she she brought turkey sausage with her so she like tofu like tofu turkey sausage so she could feel like she had some like turkey but it wasn't like sliced tofurkey sounds freaky to me yeah yeah. yeah, no, I, I tried so hard to like tofu, but the texture just, I can't get behind it. I only like it in miso soup. I think I'm the same, but it's also a very small cube that I can just sort of same. bite I just swallow, swallow it. I yeah. don't even bite it. I just swallow it like a like, pill. Swallow it like an oyster. Just <laughs> like yeah. a pill. Oh, I love That's oysters awesome. though. So yum. So is today's history happy hour about Thanksgiving? No, it's actually not. And now I feel like an asshole. Um, Don't feel like an asshole. (laughs) Thanksgiving is really just a glorified day of white people taking land. So it's fine. It's true. But we we didn't know that the blankets had smallpox all over them. We did not know how viruses transmitted back then. I don't buy it. Anyway. Okay. um, So this is actually inspired by the fact that I watched the entire series of The Crown in roughly a day and a half. Yes! So we are actually talking about Queen Elizabeth's second child and Princess Royal. Love it. So Anne was born August 15th, 1950, the second child of Queen Elizabeth II and Prince Philip, the Duke of Edinburgh. Uh, She was born during her grandfather, um, during her grandfather's reign. And uh, she was about two years old when her mother ascended the throne following his death. Uh, she primarily was cared for by a governess, which was standard practice for the British royal family at the time. Um, and she was schooled at home in Buckingham Palace until she left for boarding school in 1963 when she was 13. So she had it really rough. Oh, super rough. Um, <laughs> I will say, though, in order to socialize her, they created a um, sort of Girl Scout troop that sort of fed just that Buckingham Palace neighborhood area so she could be um, a girl scout and she could have like friends her own age and they actually did the same thing for her mother and her aunt margaret um when they were younger because they wanted them weird but not too weird (laughs) um (laughs) just the right amount just the right amount of weird so uh, she graduates from graduates from her boarding school which is the prestigious benenden school in 1968 she doesn't go on to seek higher education like her brothers, though. Um, but she does go on to seek uh, a lot of dick. Um, mm, during the that. late 60s Respect. and 70s, she, yeah. So Anne had a lot of boyfriends. Um, during the late 60s and early 70s, though, um, she starts dating someone by the name of Andrew Parker Bowles. And Andrew Parker Bowles was recently dumped by his girlfriend, Camilla Shand, 
so Camilla could date <gasps> Charles, the Prince of Wales. Is this Camilla oh. Camilla? This is Camilla Camilla. Oh. So in order to get back at Camilla, Andrew starts dating Anne. Wow. Yes. Salty. Yes. And Anne knows exactly what's happening. She doesn't give a shit. And she's even confronted about it by her brother. And she's like, yeah, I know what he's doing. But honestly, I'm getting mine and you can get out of here. Go, girl. Yeah. Get honestly, son. get it. So um, he effectively becomes her first public boyfriend. Um, so the Andrew Parker Bowles and Anne Princess Royal relationship is like well known. It's like splattered on magazines and tabloids. But they actually and- liked each other? Kind of ish. I think they did end up kind of liking each other. Um, but eventually when um, Charles is told he needs to break up with Camilla, Andrew breaks up with Anne and gets back together with Camilla. And shortly after they get engaged and get married. Oh, lame. Yeah. Um, but Anne eventually gets married to a man named Mark Phillips. Um, the two met at an equestrian event for horse enthusiasts. Get out. Um, Anne's get a bit of a horse out. girl. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, we'll talk more about that later because she, she's a horse girl, but not in like a, like a weird way. I was going to ask, is she like, did she have a horse calendar? No, she didn't. She wasn't like Ginger from As Told by Ginger with her like horse statues up on the shelf, like her floating shelf. Digitally printed t-shirts. Yes. No, she was not like that. Um, not at all. Much cooler than that. Um, so her, uh, boyfriend, Mark Phillips, um, he was a dashing lieutenant or as they would say in England, lieutenant. In the Queen's Dragoons, um, they both were smitten after discovering that each person loved horses. <laughs> and they, um, they uh, met in 1973. Their public engagement was announced later on. And then they got married on November 14th. Or I'm sorry, they met in 1969. Um, and then their engagement was announced in May of 1973. And they ended up marrying on November 14th, 1973 at Westminster Abbey in a televised ceremony with an audience of around a hundred million viewers around the world. Wow. Um, they, so is this the first like majorly televised Royal wedding? Yes. Um, nasty. Uh, Elizabeth's the only thing that Elizabeth had televised was her coronation. Her wedding wasn't televised. So her coronation was the first, that was the first time anybody in the public saw how anything Royal went down ever. Which is wild. So it's like when you're in a sorority and they're like, this is ritual. Yeah. And in fact, they they would black out the television screen when they would do the sacred anointings. Oh, really? To become crowned. Like to be, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So you'd only, you didn't even really get to see all of it. Okay. Um, So um, Anne and Mark then move into a massive Gloucestershire estate called Gatcombe Park. Um, their marriage produced two children, Peter, who was born in 1977, and Zara, born in 1981. However, not too long into their marriage do they start openly cheating on one another for years. Oh, Lord. Um, in 79, Anne begins a very open and illicit affair with her bodyguard, Sergeant Peter Cross. Um, and she used to use the pseudonym Mrs. Wallace when she phoned him. Which and wasn't was a- he married? Her bodyguard was married, yes. Oh. In fact, bo- in fact, both of the people Anne has, like, public affairs with are married. Oh, love that. Yeah. Um, it's okay. Her husband does something much worse. 
Um, Good. So she would phone under the pseudonym Mrs. Wallace, which was a reference to Wallace Simpson, who was the American wife that her great uncle Edward abdicated the throne for. Um, Fun fact about Edward and Wallace Simpson, they were Nazi sympathizers, but that's neither here nor there. Um, Eventually- There were so many of those back then. There were so, but I think the issue was like, but we're like actively fighting them. And they're like, yeah, no, we understand. Like, no, no, but but do you? Yeah. <laughs> um, eventually Buckingham Palace and Scotland Yard, who provided her bodyguard, catch wind of everything. And they realize it's becoming too much of a scandal. So he's reassigned and she's forced to stop seeing him. Um, she then later on goes, ha- goes, <laughs> she then later goes on to have a second very torrid affair with Naval Officer Timothy Lawrence, who she would eventually go on to marry in 1992, though. Um, they did fall madly in love with each other. Um, and she is able to marry Timothy after she discovers that her husband, Mark, has also been engaging in adultery, and he's even fathered children with one of the women he was seeing. Oh, wow. So That's he like quite, a second family. He literally had a second family, yes. Yikes. Um, fun fact about 1992, not only was it the year that produced Julie and myself, Correct. it was also the year that saw Diana and Charles separate and Andrew and Fergie separate. So I can imagine the queen was not exactly thriving in 1992. But I share a birthday with her. With the queen? Yeah. Oh, then honestly, we should give her a call. I'm sure she'd love to know. Like, yo, Lizzie, we birthday twins. Hello. She, do you know she just like drinks gin all day long? She just drinks I gin all day long. I love that journey for her. I do too. Love that. Apparently, she eats a lot of salmon as well, which, I mean, get your omega-3s. Yeah, but she, did you know that she is very particular about the kinds of foods that are allowed to be, like, cooked? Yes. She won't allow any shrimp or, like, shellfish. Yes, and she hates garlic because she likes the way it tastes, but she hates the way it makes people's breath smell. You know what? Okay, um, everyone needs to get over that. I agree. Everyone needs to get over it because garlic is... An herb from above. It's the best. Is it even, an, is it an herb? It's an, an herb. Idea. It's an herb. The yeah. moldest herb. Vegetable? Well, if garlic's a vegetable, or what I mean, if onions garlic? are vegetables, that's, that's an herb. It's a tuber. We'll go with Google. that. What is a tuber? Uh, I think a root, a, a, no, like no, a root, no, no, thing, no. root vegetable. I just Googled what is garlic. Oh, what does it say? Species on the onion genus. Allium. It's an allium? That's it? Allium? Is that how you say that? A L L I U M. Is garlic a vegetable? Garlic is a plant in the allium family, closely related to onions. So yes, it's a vegetable. Oh. Well, then we should use it more. Yeah. Yes. Get your veggies in, kids. Also, if you are ever in a life-threatening situation and you don't, like if it's a hurricane and you come down with a sickness or like if you're not able to get medical attention for whatever reason and you need to take antibiotics, you can literally swallow whole cloves of garlic with water and they call it Italian penicillin. It's like what they used to do in the Renaissance. If you were sick, oh. you would just swallow whole cloves of garlic. I love that. Yeah. You're going to smell like anyways. shit. But... No, I mean, you're going to sweat that shit out yeah. in the most aggressive way. Yeah. Um, but, but I would rather, I would rather just smell like garlic than be dying of whatever weird thing dysentery. I caught. Dysentery. Yeah, dysentery, yes. <laughs> Which let's just be honest, that's, it's diarrhea. Dysentery yeah. is diarrhea. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why we have to keep calling it dysentery. You just died of diarrhea. It's yeah, you, you, you diarrheaed and died. Yeah. Um, uh, anyway, I'm sure Anne never had diarrhea. but um, I'm sure she never did. She never did. <laughs> and if she did, she was in no way allowed to talk about it. Um, 
we're gonna we're gonna flash back real quick to 1974 um, when a wild thing happened to our girl Princess Anne. So she and her then husband Mark Phillips, boo, were leaving a charity event um, and heading back to Buckingham Palace when their car was forced off the road. And the driver of the other vehicle, a man named Alan Ball, jumps out and begins firing a pistol at them. Hmm. Her aunt's personal bodyguard, not um, the other guy, because they had to get rid of him, obviously. This is a new guy. Um, really uh, homely looking, probably. Oh, uh, for sure. Not appealing whatsoever. He's injured by the assailant, and so is the car's chauffeur, and a number of other, like, sort of escorts they had around them were hit in the line of fire. Um... Ball approaches the car very casually, looks at Anne and says, I'm going to kidnap you. And she responds by saying, not bloody likely, and hits That's him. That's pretty fucking oh, rude. Oh, good for you, Anne. She then, when he's like disillusioned, he's like, what the fuck? She runs out the other side of the limousine she's in and like starts making up a commotion when a pedestrian sees what's happening. And this guy ends up, he happens to be just like a retired former like amateur boxer and he comes up behind Ball and, like, knocks him upside the head. Um, How are the gunfire shots not already a commotion? Well, that's well. I mean, to sort of, like, say, like, it's me, it's me, Princess Anne. Like, someone oh, come like fucking help me. this isn't just a random carjacking. Right, th- yeah, this, this isn't is just a carjacking. Like, do you, like, do you know who I am? <laughs> yeah, right, okay. Um, so let's just go ahead and add thwarts her own kidnapping to the list of things Anne's done. That's pretty cool of her. Yeah, um... Like I said earlier, she's a bit of a horse person, um, but she's so much of a horse person that she's one of the world's most awarded and gifted equestrians. Oh, good for her. By 21, she had won individual titles and major European championships, um, which a 21-year-old had never done at the time. Like, she was breaking barriers, essentially, in the world of horse jumping. Um, And she even goes on to represent England in the 1976 Olympics in Montreal, where she medals in all of her events. Damn. Yes. But as we all know, the Windsors are not easy. Um, And she did struggle greatly within her family unit. She never really felt seen, and she was constantly jealous of the attention that her sisters-in-law, Sarah Ferguson, and Diana, Princess of Wales, constantly received, Um, especially Diana, because Diana did a lot of charity work that sort of conflicted with the charity work that Anne was doing. Mm, Um, Rivaling charities. Yes. So... Anne was very active in her charitable work and, like, her, you know, level of goodwill and whatnot. She would go to third world countries and she'd perform physical labor and, like, actual backbreaking work and things on behalf of herself and the royal family. Um, But obviously Diana did a lot of the same type of stuff. And they both specialized in um, charities that, like, affected children, which was their, like, both of them, their missions were, like, children and mothers and, like, bettering um, like the welfare of those types of people. Um, and so it becomes a really big problem for her. So Anne essentially starts to resent Diana, like to the nth degree. Um, and it creates a really big problem because the women in the Windsor family were sort of the gateway to Queen Elizabeth. So Anne, the Queen Mother, and then Elizabeth's sister, Margaret. So essentially, Anne creates like this rift between Diana and everyone else, which then just sort of puts a bigger burden on Diana, who already felt like she had no support. Hmm. Um, 
But Anne really was amazing with her charity. Um, she was involved in over 200 charities and organizations and still is involved in most of them in an official capacity because she is still alive. Um, she works extensively for a charity called Save the Children, for which she's been president since 1970. So since it was founded, she's been president. Save the um, Children? Yeah, Save the Children. Um, and she in initiated the Princess Royal Trust for Carers in 1991, um, which the work for this charity takes her all over the world, including the many poverty-stricken nations in Africa. Um, yeah, that's your Diana's who we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay, yeah, because isn't that... Oh, no, no, this is Anne, but Diana did a lot of the same... Stuff yeah, because didn't she do places. a lot of charities in Africa too? Yeah, so Diana's main thing... I know thing... this because I watched the Lifetime movie about um, Harry and Meghan, so... Oh, yeah, Diana's... Did, did Diana's... I just hear a hair flip? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, Diana did a lot of work in um, African nations as well as Southeastern Asia because her big thing was um, like getting rid of mines and minefields because children would go out and play and then just like get their legs and arms and stuff oh, blown off. God. Oh, yeah, it totally seems messed up to me as well. And there's a really great image of Diana in like khaki. Oh, she looks so great too. She's in khaki pants and like a blue Oxford shirt like tucked in and she's wearing, I want to say she's just wearing like flats or sneakers like nothing crazy and she's got like this teflar vest and like a mask over like a little clear mask over her face and she's like walking through a fucking minefield and like, she just am. looks like the earth angel that she was yeah um i just oh, i love her so much um and is also the largest patron of transaid which is a charity founded by save the children um, and the Chartered Institute of Logistics and Transport, which aims to provide safe and sustainable transport in developing countries. She's the royal patron for WISE, which is an organization that encourages young women to pursue careers in science, engineering, and technology. Um, and so basically anything and everything that she does is to benefit women and children, sort of not just within the British Commonwealth, but like throughout the entire world. Um, She's a British representative to the International Olympic Committee as an administrator. So she has like a lead role of picking out like what city they choose next. Um, she was a leading member of the London Organizing Committee for the Olympic Games. Um, she was the president of BAFTA, which is the um, sort of like their version of the Academy um, here. So like the Academy Awards, they have the BAFTA Awards. Oh, okay. So she was the president of BAFTA from 1973 to 2001 because she was a huge patron of the arts. Um and she was just truly, she, I mean, she truly is like kind of remarkable. And I don't think she gets a lot of um, recognition. Um, like I said, she is still alive and kicking. She got to marry um, Timothy Lawrence in the mid or the early to mid 90s. Um, both of her kids seem to be totally fucking normal, which seems really hard in that family. Um, and I will say she was really, really pretty when she was younger. She was also very chic. Um, she used to wear a lot of like cool scarves in her hair and she loved like a good poochie pattern dress. And she was a very, very, um, very chic Royal, much like her aunt Margaret was. Um, but like most Windsors, she starts to get kind of ugly once she hits about 40. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, let's listen, let's think about it's this. It's a fact. It it's, truly an is. it's an objective fact. It's an, it's an objective fact. Um, the Prince William that we all grew up loving is not the Prince William what we happens? see today. What? Oh he needs my hair heart. plugs. And I never thought I'd say a man really needs hair plugs, but he really needs hair plugs because his hair was him. 
His, his hair, hair was, was him. His hair was what we all were about. I mean, Charles was never attractive. Andrew, Prince of York, despite the fact that we all recently learned that he's for sure a pedophile, was super attractive. He's the yeah. one that married Sarah Ferguson. Yeah. Um, he was kind of a hottie. And he was, like, a member of the British Royal Air Force and, like, actually fought in a war and stuff. So, like, But now he he's gross. For but now he's gross. And he's not just physically gross, but, like, actually gross. Mm-hmm. I feel bad for Beatrice and Eugenie. Um, but yeah, she really doesn't get a lot of the recognition that I think she deserves. And neither does Elizabeth's sister, Margaret, who homegirl chain smoked 60 cigarettes a day. Really? Wow. How long did she live? Oh, Margaret? Margaret didn't live very long. Margaret died in the 80s. Woof. She died of lung cancer like her father did. I was going to um, say, the 60 cigarettes a day didn't really She well, smoked so. 60 cigarettes a day, and she was no... Tor- I mean, Margaret was... Is that, an, such, is that an exaggeration or did she actually smoke? No, 60 she cigarettes? actually smoked 60 cigarettes a day, which according to Kyle is two and a half packs of cigarettes. Get out. I'm wondering how many, so how many hours is the average person awake? I'd say if you're royal, you're probably awake 14. a little bit longer because they. I bet they wake you up at like seven o'clock in the morning and I know that they, they do tea at five so they don't eat dinner till like eight or nine. So let's so like say 16 you're, hours. Let's say you're awake. 16 hours. And I guarantee you, like, the first thing I do is I check my phone. The first thing Margaret did was she lit a ciggy. That's four cigarettes an hour. Yeah, she's just, like, blasting heaters all day long. Oh, my God. That's wow. one every 15 minutes. Yeah. Oh, and Margaret also, it was said that, um, I know this is about Anne, but I just have to get this little fact about Margaret in. It was said that if you invited her over to your house and she, like, accepted the invitation, if you did not have the, like, whiskey that she liked to drink, like, if you just didn't know what it was – she would not come back and party with you again. My goal in life is to reach that level of like extraness, bouginess, and greatness Ew, where what I can the set fuck, that Julie? standard. I Margaret, respect uh, that hustle. Like, honey, no. I, she's a princess. They should true. have her whiskey. It's true. She's a princess. So my she, goal in life is to be a princess, really. Okay. Yeah. I will say, though, Anne was a really positive driving force and getting – Charles to sort of forget Camilla. I mean, he obviously didn't forget Camilla, but like mm. she was very much like, you have a lovely doting wife. She seems perfect, this and that. You need to sort of like forget, you know, horse face over here. Like <laughs> not, she is not your number one. Diana's like your number that? one. But then she also went around and made fun of Diana for having morning sickness with both of her pregnancies. Yeah, didn't she have hyperemesis? She did. She hyper. She did. She did. It was terrible. Like truly terrible. When she was pregnant with William, they had to. She got pregnant with William very quickly. They had to do a formal tour of Wales because, obviously, as the prince and princess of Wales, like she had to be introduced to her new. Um, I don't know. I guess like princess dumb or whatever. Like these are now your people specifically, and she was just like in between like shaking hands and kissing babies, just like violently throwing up. Yeah, that sounds like a nightmare. Not to mention, apparently, whenever they would go on tour, they would shake anywhere from 1,500 to 2,000 hands a day, and it would leave Diana's hands like red and chapped and sore. It's amazing how COVID has changed like the most basic things for me. I was watching this uh, Christmas movie last week or the week before and there's like a scene where the main protagonist is like pushing through a crowd and I was uncomfortable 
Were you watching Love Actually? Was it the little no, boy running to the airport? No, it's not Love Actually. We were watching. Um, we were watching the Holiday. Oh, love oh. the holiday. It was, it was really when, good. I like it. When she's in the mall and she's yeah, pushing she's through everybody through at the, the end. The mall, oh, and I was like, oh my God, movie. COVID. But yes, yes, the movie was very entertaining. Oh, so catch up, it. say Jay. God. I'm sorry. Yeah. Listen, I, I love Christmas movies. Kyle hates them. What? Oh, oh yeah. He's black inside. Oh. It's just like a deep, deep void of nothing. Good to know. Yeah. But, you know, I love him. He's amazing. Um, he just – what did I – oh, I wanted to watch The Holiday because I love The Holiday. And love also it. it was back when we stopped hating Jude Law after what he did to Sienna Miller. True. Um, and we were just like, oh, my God, Jude Law, you're back. And Kyle looks at me and he goes, I, I refuse to watch this. That is a tough one for dudes, I think. He did that watch Love Actually much... with me, and he decided every person in that movie is terrible. Oh, every person except for the little boy. Yeah. Well, He's and Emma Thompson. Emma Thompson does nothing wrong in that and movie. And Emma Thompson, yeah. I love her character in that movie. But yeah, everyone else in that movie is really, like, is at their core, like, what they're doing is wrong. Um, yes. Yes. The, uh, the little boy uh, from Love Actually, I don't know if anybody has watched the Queen's, Queen's Gambit. Gambit. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't watched it's it yet. Don't Elizabeth. Know. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. It makes me want to play chess, but not really. That girl, too, Anya Taylor-Joy, she's hot as shit. Yeah, she's beautiful. Something about her mouth just gets me. She really rocked that Twiggy aesthetic. Yeah, she did. Yeah, she and did. And I really like that they pulled that in there. So I tried to watch it. I'm going to just fess up. I Elizabeth. tried to watch the first episode, and I was like, what the fuck is going on? Elizabeth? I'm upset with you. You have is homework. It, do you guys do you guys know how to play chess? Yes. I mean, I know how to play chess, but not like that. Um, I used to play with my grandpa. I know what all the oh. pieces do, but I never knew that there was like different moves that had specific names and that kind of thing. Yeah, it's like uh, it's essentially like um, like military strategy. Like I literally had no idea that like there was that much. Like I just thought, like, like I just, I like I said, I just know what all the pieces do. That's about it. I haven't played chess in a very long time. I used to be kind of okay at it. My mom is very good at chess, and there was like one summer I, I was home from college, and we played like multiple games of chess at night, and I think I had to play seventy games with her before I beat her. She's really good at chess. Oh wow. She's not That's like awesome. Queen's Gambit good, but she's really good. Um, we, Kyle was like, I don't understand how someone just play one game and suddenly they're really, really good at it. And I'm like, because she's a phenom. I was like, it's yeah, not like. She's a, yeah, she's a genius. Well, she's a, like, yeah, she's like a child prodigy, dude. Yeah. <laughs> this is not how it goes for most people. Right. I'm like, that's, that's the whole point of the show. If it was, I keep playing chess and thus I'm getting better at it. <laughs> there wouldn't life. be. Yeah. That's just, that's it just you be, doing. <laughs> but it would be a nice lesson for young children. Like just work at things and you can get good at them. Yeah. If you continue to practice things rigorously and effectively you will get better oh my god I had a ballet teacher oh god she used to tell us all the time if someone tells you practice makes perfect they're lying perfect practice makes perfect oh Ew. Wow. and I remember thinking to myself like ma'am I'm nine um okay excuse me ma'am excuse me I'm just learning some technique stuff here I can barely balance up on my toes um and you're yelling at me to make perfect practice? Man, like, I'm just nine. doing the best I can here. Yeah. I'm just Didn't realize this was Russia. 
Oh, my God. That lady was a psycho. Yeah, it sounds like it. Well, that's Princess Anne, folks. She doesn't get enough credit. She really doesn't. I really don't think she does. And to be honest, I think it's because she's not pretty anymore. I know that sounds terrible. Wow. But Hold on. I'm going to look no, her up like, I do before feel and bad, after. Like, because you have like Kate and Megan swooping in here being hot. And like, but they're not blood. If they were blood, they'd call that, you know, that they don't do that in England. They only do that in Alabama. Yes, you are correct. She's got like a bouffant situation going on. Yeah, she a was. I mean, bouffant. She was like, she was pretty like good looking. I love all the hats they wear. Oh yeah. I think when I get married, I'm gonna make everybody wear a fascinator. The oh my god! Fascinator. It's the tiny hat it's- that you pin on your head, and honestly, CJ, you're the one person that I know that would do that, and everyone would be like, "This is awesome. Let's do it." Yeah, they'd be like, "This feels." This feels this correct. Feels right. yes. This feels yeah. right on brand with this person. Yeah, this is what this is absolutely on. This is 100% this something she would do. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I don't know where anybody would find them. I don't think they sell tiny hats like that here in America. But so oh my you god, hold on! I'm sending them. you guys this photo I just found of her. Hold on. You can definitely find them because they've gotten popular for the Kentucky Derby. Oh, people oh. have gone from wearing big hats to wearing fascinators. It's become like a new fad for Derby fashion. So you can find them. Sure. Princess Anne adjusting her droppers turn. <laughs> Sticking her, her hand on her pants. What is she doing down there? She's Who fixing her horse pants. pants. Oh, Bam. wow. She's. What is she doing down there? She's, I think she's really, in her pocket. She's really in there. <laughs> her hand is in her pocket. Okay. She's adjusting her joppers. <laughs> joppers. Joppers. <laughs> is that what that's called? Joppers, yeah. They're the, um, they're the, they're essentially like thick horse riding leggings. You put your, they they have like a, it's a hole. I used to ride a little bit. Um, wasn't, I wasn't great at it. I don't know how you can be bad at something where you're literally just sitting. I really don't understand. It's like, hard. I'm so good at sitting. Julie I used to ride horses. I, I almost yeah, just said I play horses. I used to play. I used to, but I never, like, I rode, well, I rode English, I guess. I rode English, too. But I never had the outfit. Like, I never showed her anything, so I would just wear, like, jeans and my riding boots and a helmet. Oh, I had the outfit, but I think I had the outfit because I probably demanded one. You were like, I must look the part. Yeah, I was like, oh, I'm sorry. Tiny old Sage over here needs the Ralph Lauren blazer with the gold buttons and the khaki pants. No, I had to find uh, Barnes in Ponte Vedra. I just dropped my hometown. It's fine. Uh, where I could like work there and then ride for free. Oh, where you would like muck out the stalls and everything. Yes, that was always yeah. my arrangement. Do we have so, a barn there? Are there like yeah, other barns near there? Actually, the back entrance to my neighborhood. Okay. Um, there is one, and that's actually the one. It's run Roscoe. I was going to say. Yeah, but there's the one that's right there, and that's actually the one that I worked at and rode at for like a long time. Huh. Wow. Yeah. You know who did used to wear the outfit and like legit rode? Jessica. Oh my God. Yeah. Her little photos of her when she was like probably like what, six or seven? And she's in her little outfits and she's like in the stance and she's like riding her horse and she just looks like a little baby angel. It's so cute. And uh, Jean did too. Jean still oh. does probably, but yeah. Jean, Jean showed and was into riding and so was Casey. I've been watching a lot of Yellowstone lately. Oh, is it good? I hear it's very oh, it's good. so good. And the other day I was like, Matt, have you ever ridden a horse? And he was like, yeah. 
And I was like, as an adult? <laughs> like, um, I don't think so. So now I'm like, if I were to get on an immense quadruped and like be like, go horsey, go. Like, what would happen? I honestly feel like. Well, you guys should come where I live, where there's horses everywhere. Do you have like baby derbies and stuff there? We do. So we have like literally. Matches? We have, we just built like the city where I live has just built a world-class like equestrian center um, with like an airstrip and everything. So people can like fly in with their private planes this to like show their. for where you live. Yeah. And like show their horses sense. and stuff. Yeah. Yes. Oh my God. If, when COVID's over, let us know if there's going to be like a fun event where I can like have a reason to wear a floral dress and we can drink. Yes. <laughs> Do we need a reason for that though? I mean, we could just call it like a Sunday. It's just Sunday. Wait, so who were Anne's children? Did we discuss this? Yeah, so Anne's children are, um, one is named uh, Peter, so um, Peter Phillips, and then her daughter is Zara Phillips. Um, well, Zara Tyndall now. Um, they're married, and so they technically, her children don't get a title. because that sucks. Yeah, well, here's why, because Anne's a girl. So had Anne been a boy, then her children would have been a prince and princess of the crown. But because Anne's a girl and she married someone outside of the royal family, they don't get a title. Hmm. They got so, Yeah. So she technically, she technically had what's called a morganatic marriage, which means she married below her social station. Who's the, uh, the great-granddaughter or granddaughter maybe of the queen that got married this year that was like her favorite? Oh, um, so Beat both Beatrice and Eugenie got married this year. I think it's Beatrice. It's like low-key her favorite. Yeah. Right? Oh, yes. So I personally would love to hang out with Beatrice and Eugenie because they're like kind of young and cool and hip and they both like have normal jobs. Like one's a, I want to say one works in finance and then the other one's like owns like an art gallery. Yeah. And they're pretty close to art. They're going to be her great grandchildren. They're her. No, they're her grandchildren. They're the products of Sarah Ferguson and Andrew Prince of York. Oh, wow. Or Andrew Duke of York. Sorry. Prince Andrew Duke of York. So it's wild to think there's that much of an age gap. Like it's almost, well, I guess how old is Prince William? He seems so old. Prince William's in his mid thirties. No, Um, he's not. Yeah. So Eugenie's 30. I guess he was 50. Yeah, Eugenie's 30, and Beatrice is 32. I totally thought he was so much older than that. And, well, Charles was, or William was born in 1982. Prince William, Duke of Cambridge. He's 38. He's 38. Wow. Oh, he and um, you have to remember, Kate's older so than him, too. Really? I always forget that. Yeah, Kate's I older than much. him. Three years? Two or three years. That's not. Did you not watch the Lifetime movie, Julie? I did, but it's been a while. It's I more recently watched the Meghan and Harry one. Okay. Um, Kate and she's actually, also older than Harry, isn't she? Meghan is older than Harry, yeah, but yeah. I don't think by by much. They um, like these older women. They do. So, fun fact about Kate: I read this today in an article in I want to say Town and Country, which I believe is a reputable source. Um, when Kate found out that William was going to St. Andrew's College in Scotland, she denied her acceptance to the University of Edinburgh, took a gap year, reapplied to St. Andrew's, and then went to the same school as him. 
Yeah, she she's was a crown chasing chaser. it. She's a crown yeah. chaser. Yeah, yeah. The way the way we have cleat chasers here in America, we have crown chasers in England. She legit really? had his poster on her wall. Mm-hmm. I didn't know and, that. And for a while, he'd friend zoned her, so she joined this like charity fashion show that he was helping with, and she wore like a sheer dress. That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. So she's wearing like a sheer see-through dress, and then a few weeks later, they started dating. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I respect her. She's got hustle. Like, girl, you did the damn thing. Yeah, she did. She damn did it. She's gorgeous. She's also going to age very well. You can. Oh my god, she's gonna age so well. She's She's gonna age really well. Um, I want to say that Sarah Ferguson was sort of similar when it came to Andrew too, and pursuing Andrew. Um, because they'd known each other when they were kids because her parents were like rich and fabulous or whatever. And they would meet at like polo matches and like horse races and stuff. And she kind of was just like always there wherever he was. Wow. Yeah. I was sort of like, Oh, I didn't think you'd be here. That's so weird. Oops. I'm here too. Uh Uh-huh. Look at me. I'm Sarah Ferguson. I'm pretty and I have red hair. Do we not think that maybe William should just shave his entire head? He just needs to, right? Just get it over with. Just pull just, the plug. Just get rid of it. Yeah. Pull the plug or get plugs. One or the um, other. You got to pick pick a lane. Do Did you guys know that HBO Max is making like a cartoon about the royal children? Shut the fuck up. I'm here for it. Is it for children or for adults? No, it's for adults. Um, I don't even care who it's for. So Gary Janetti, who is a guy. It's Sarah, um, one of our friends actually turned me onto this. The other Sarah. Um, he is married to, um, uh, Brad Goreski, who was Rachel Zoe's assistant. And now he's like, obviously on E and does like all the red carpet events and stuff like that. Um, well, his husband on his husband's like Instagram, you have to go to it. Um, it's just G-A-R-Y-J-A-N-E-T-T-I. So Gary Janetti, he does all of these like playful things as if he's, (laughs) as if he's. Like the little royal children. And it is the funniest thing in the world. So, I mean. I need to see this. Yeah, I'm down. Um, Here, I'll send it to you. I'm sending it to you guys right now. Okay. Okay. It is brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. But yeah, they're, uh, the show's called The Prince, and it's coming to HBO Max. And um, Sophie Turner is going to voice Charlotte. Um, I'm trying to remember who's going to voice the other ones. Um, I can't remember who's voicing George. I'm trying. Um, and then who's voicing Louis. But essentially, it's all, it's all an account as if he is Prince George. That sounds amazing. And it's, I mean, he makes fun of the queen all the time just for how old she is um he's constantly picking on charlotte for um because when charlotte was a baby she was kind of chubby george getting ready for a halloween party downstairs rapid testing charlotte louis and i are going as yes, three little pigs so cute right what i'm making oh my god this looks amazing this looks like it's on brand with like seth mcfarland yeah i thought it was seth mcfarland at first but it's not him i'm trying i'm i'm googling who it is now um but it looks absolutely it i mean it looks amazing and i will be watching every episode of that That's today sure. well, here we go about princess anne 
Oh, I guess Gary Gennetti is um, George. Orlando Bloom will voice Harry. Oh, um, yes. Um, oh, this is great. Oh, yeah. Dan Stevens is Charles and Philip. Um, for those of you who watched uh, it, um, Downton Abbey, he was um, obviously Matthew Crawley. Uh, yeah. This, it's going to be amazing. I'm this sounds so, so great. So excited. It doesn't have a release date yet, I guess, um, which is frustrating. But I've been looking forward to it to a very long time. So if anyone knows where I'm at, it's watching these Instagram videos and waiting for a release date to uh, yeah. HBO Max is the Keep Prince. Keep us posted with the release date if you find out. Yeah, I'm going to be putting that one on my list for sure. Or did I feel you? Like Brandon would really like that. Julie. Have you guys been watching? Um, so there's two new shows on HBO. One's The Murder at Middle Beach, and then one's um, The Undoing. Haven't started either yet. We're getting through the third season of Yellowstone before we move into The Undoing. I will say The Undoing is phenomenal. Um, Hugh Grant is still crazy hot. Oh, I love me some Hugh Grant. I we haven't gotten into the HBO yet because we just got the login from you. Thank you. Oh, that's right. And um, we just haven't had time to, like, dive into any shows. But we also want to watch The Vow. Oh, oh my oh. God. Have you even watched it yet? I listened to the whole podcast about Nexium, okay. But I haven't watched the documentary, and I cannot wait. Oh. So. There's, apparently, there's a part two being released in January. Oh, my God. I just cannot wait to watch it. I'm going to, like, binge it the entire thing. It's, re- it's super bingeable. It moves really, really quick. Yeah, it um, does. Yeah, I mean, it, it like of, you're you're in like right away. It's kind of like um, reminds me of I'll Be Gone in the Dark. Did you watch that one? I loved I'll Be Gone I in the Dark. Watched that. Oh. Isn't that a? It's don't they have a podcast that goes with it? Yes, it's the Golden State Killer. Yeah. So it's it moves quickly like that does, and it's yeah. kind of the documentary set up in a similar fashion as far as because didn't like, like a random woman find him? What are you talking about? So the, the Golden State Killer wasn't it like this just is like, like completely separate conversation? Oh, it will take okay, a never mind. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I must be thinking of something else. A random woman? like a random woman find like just on the street. What was your thought process with that? No, question? I thought it was some. I thought it was like somebody's like, like just like a middle aged woman. She had a normal job, but she was just determined to find out who this guy was, and she just so used like the internet and shit neither, to find him. That's semi true. Um, I'm going to correct you with a couple things. She wasn't just a normal lady. She is actually married. She was married to... um, Patton Oswalt. Patton Oswalt. Thank you. The comedian. And she did have a normal job. She was a writer and a journalist. And then she, like, became infatuated with these cases and these victims and, like, basically became a accelerated victims advocate for all of the victims of the Golden State Killer and the original Night Stalker and the Easter Mm. Egg Rapist. And then essentially just kept like knocking on the doors of law enforcement to reopen this as from, from their cold case files. And she and one of her associate journalists actually got a hold of all of the boxes of evidence related to it. So they literally, each of them had like 36 boxes of evidence and they just like lived through it. And essentially it's a really sad story on, on the end of Melissa and Patton Oswalt, but essentially she becomes so enamored with the story and like trying to figure out who he is. And essentially, yes, she does help with kind of looking into DNA and um, 
using like the current resources that we have right now, such as like the internet and different ways to search for people, um, it does end up helping to find him. So like, honestly, without her, I don't think they would have been able to find him, but essentially she is just taking medication to be able to sleep because the evidence and her work is just so disturbing being like inside his head all day. And then in order to stay focused to get her book done, she was having to like take uppers. So she was trying to balance like uppers and downers and like sleeping pills. And essentially she overdosed not on purpose. And it was really sad. Yeah. Because they had a seven year old daughter. Yeah. So I'm going to have to watch that. <laughs> yeah, it was. I Y'all mean, just send me everything you've watched on HBO, and I'm going to start tonight. Have you watched we'll start right James, now, Julie? God Which bless one? you, Michelle McNamara. Oh my God, Julie, you have so much work to do. Yeah, I need to get started. Apparently, I'm sending you a link. Oh, I love that we're list. calling this work. Like you have so many shows to watch. <laughs> well, I got so good when I was unemployed. Now that I have a job, it's like I'm slacking. I need to catch up. Yeah, I will say I watched a lot of TV when I was off for like ten days, and um. It was amazing. There's so much stuff on TV now. There's a lot of good. I mean, I didn't like not having a job, but I never ran out of things to watch, which is impressive for yes. five months. That is 150 days, give or take. Wow. And I never ran out of anything to watch on TV. So that tells you how much good shit there is out there to watch. And bad stuff. I mean, I watched bad stuff too. But there's just a lot of, there's a lot of options. I haven't I, I haven't watched the past two weeks of The Bachelorette, and I told myself I would watch this whole season because I've never really committed to one before. So I have to get back on that. Um, but from what I can tell is this girl seems much better than the other one. I'm going to get on that right now. <laughs> I'm sending you a link. Fantastic. Or a link. I keep saying link. I mean list. Okay. It could be a list of links. I wish. Can you guys hear my stomach growling? No, I can't. But no, I put your it. put your tummy to the computer. <laughs> <laughs> can't hear. No, no, no way, no way. Was that you? That was my mouth. Sorry. <laughs> oh, you really got me. I really kind of thought you. it was your stomach. <laughs> you should you should have played that one off like, yeah, bitches, that's my tummy. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> well, on that note, Matt and I are gonna get some curry. Oh, sounds amazing. Wait, Thai curry or Indian curry? Thai. Thai. I just had to check. (laughs) You guys were both like, how dare you? Yeah. Well, there's no no good Indian. Well, there's Buddha Belly. No, that's Thai too. There's no good Indian place near where she lives. Uh, Actually, I haven't had it yet, but it's called Jack Spice. It's very good. I used to go there all the time. Is it good? It's very good, yes. We used to go to India over on like South Side and it was amazing. Shout Where? out to in- India's. It's like literally in like Arlington or Southside or something. I've been it's like to a- the five seasons and off of Southside with some clients in my old job. There's some good Indian there. food in Jacksonville for damn yeah. sure. I do yes. love Thai food though. Yeah, I do too. Mm-hmm. Well, follow us on the gram at Spaghetti Heads Podcast. Follow us Julie on. says everything with a question mark. Because I'm never sure if it's right. Oh, Our Twitter, like, I like it. The Twitter, spaghetti underscore heads. And then you can send us um, your thoughts on whether or not you think the Royals are 
attractive or not to spaghetti podcast at outlook.com. Yeah. Love to hear your opinions. I mean, there's only one opinion about which royals are hot and which ones aren't. Right. right. Which is the non-blood related ones pretty much. Correct. Sadly. But cheers to that. Cheers, ladies. And happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. And mashed potatoes and squash. Yum. Yum. Mm-hmm.